Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Tuesday, November 1st, the first day of November. I'm telling you, time is flying by. Hope you're having a great day and a great week thus far. And I hope that you'll pray for us. My wife and I have taken this week to go down to Oklahoma, spend some time with Joshua and Katie and our two grandchildren there in Oklahoma, little Samuel and Becky Ann. And we're excited to see Becky Ann. She's our newest granddaughter and the first one born in Oklahoma. And so we're excited about seeing her. And I hope you'll stay tuned to the program. We've got a message we began on yesterday. We're going to continue throughout this week. But first, I've got a couple songs that I trust will be a blessing to you. Now, as we look in the scripture, we are looking today and all this week at Exodus chapter number 33. We've got an extended reading today. Exodus 33 verses 9 through 23. We're going to be focusing primarily on verse number 18 and following. But our reading again for this week is Exodus 33 verses 9 through 23. I'm preaching on the prayer request of Moses. He asked for a view of God's glory. He said, show me, I pray thee, thy glory. So I'm preaching this week on a view of God's glory. We actually began this message on yesterday and we'll continue it throughout this week. But we're looking at three main points in the message. I'll only get to the first one today and even tomorrow. We're talking about the gracious manifestation, the gracious concealment, and the gracious shielding. So we're going to look at the gracious manifestation and the grace of God on today's broadcast. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Exodus chapter number 33. Exodus chapter 33. The thought I've got is a simple thought this morning, but I hope that it'll be helpful to us. And a blessing, I've got quite a little bit of reading that I'll do, and then my message, I'll get to it and try to try not be real, real long, but do as, as God would give us liberty to do. Look at verse number 9 of Exodus chapter 33, probably a very familiar text to you in your Bible reading. Uh, by the way, here we are heading down towards the end of the year, and I don't know if you make New Year's resolutions or not, I'm not necessarily encouraging that, although I think you ought to have some kind of a goal that you're working towards. But, for example, in Bible reading, I had a family member recently told me that in this COVID situation, because of health problems, other problems, they said they have read their Bible the least this year. They believe they've ever read it. Then another family member told me that because of COVID shutdown, they've read their Bible more than they've ever read it. I'd encourage that. Amen. Matter of fact, my dad... He said he, if by the end of the year he will have read his Bible through twice this year, plus his New Testament he's read through 12 times this year, uh, once a month. And I, that's doing some reading, amen. But I encourage you to make a plan to read your Bible. And if you didn't get it done this year, make a plan to do it next year, amen. Do your best uh, to get that done as we come to the end of the year. It's a good opportunity to make those plans. And you say, well, what good would it do me? It'd probably do you more good than you think, Amen. I'm sure it do you more good than some other things you might read. Amen. And I encourage you to do that. All right. Exodus chapter number 33, verse number 9. 
The Bible says, And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose up and worshipped every man in his tent door. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. By the way, there's a good blessing. We need some young men that's going to stay with the stuff. Amen. When the when it's time for us, the older men, to turn and depart, some young men to stay with the tabernacle. Amen. To stay with the things of God. Joshua was that young man. Look at verse 12. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. Thou hast found hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight. And consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Amen. If God's with you, you'd be a separate people. Amen. Verse number 17, And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Look at verse 18. That's really where I want to deal with. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and I and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, For there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass, while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen." Well, as I said, I know this is probably a familiar text to you, and I probably need to do some background to bring you up to where we're at, as you more than likely know. But I'm going to deal specifically verse 18 and then the verses following, but verse 18 where he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. I want to preach this morning on this thought, a view of God's glory. A view of God's glory. Boy, wouldn't it be a blessing if God give us just a view this morning? Just a view of His glory. Amen. Moses is asking God to go with us. God, we want you in the camp. And God said, I'll send an angel. Moses said, that's not good enough. I don't just want an angel. I want the presence of God. Amen. Boy, I'm telling you, we need a visitation. We don't just need a few drops. We need showers of blessing. Amen. We need God to pour it out. Amen. By the buckets full. We need the very presence of God, not just a heavenly messenger. We need God Himself in our midst. Amen. 
We need God in our homes. Amen. We need God in our business life. We need God in our marriage. I could go through over and over and over all kinds of things that we could talk about. That we need God. Amen. Not just, not just a little. We need the presence, the very presence of God in our midst. So Moses was praying this intercessory prayer. He's begging God, don't leave us alone in this wilderness. He's begging God, God, you go ahead of us and you lead us and show us the way that we might go to the promised land. Amen. And so in confirmation to the fact that God had truly heard his prayer, God said, I've heard you. Moses said, I want confirmation on that. And that Moses was not being arrogant. Moses was not stepping out of bounds and doing that. He was just saying, Lord, I need to see something. I, I need something for myself. I've asked this for them and if you're going to do this for them, here's what I want you to do for me. He said in verse number 18, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Amen. He said, God, I want to see your glory. Now, he'd been up on the mountain. He saw the law of God, but the law of God's not the glory of God. Amen. He saw the fire burning and he saw, heard the thunder rolling and the lightning flashing and all that. The power of God, but the power of God's not the glory of God. Obviously not. And Moses said, I want to see your glory. Amen. Now, I say that's no small prayer request. That's a big thing Moses asked for. It's a big thing. Amen. It's a monumental request. Matter of fact, Charles Spurgeon said this about it. I, I wrote this quote down. Uh, it's a lengthy quote. It's really good. He said, uh, why it is the greatest petition that man ever asked of God. That's what Spurgeon said about Moses' prayer request. He said, it is the greatest petition that man ever asked of God. It seems to me the greatest stretch of faith that I've ever heard or read of. It was great faith that made Abraham go into the plain to offer up intercession for a guilty city like Sodom. It was vast faith that enabled Jacob to grasp and wrestle with the angel. It was mighty faith that made Elijah rend the heavens and fetch down rain from the skies that had been brass before. But it appears to me that this prayer contains a greater amount of faith than all the others put together. Spurgeon said, It is the greatest request that man could make of God. I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Amen. The greatest request that man could ever ask of God. Boy, I wish God would show us His glory right here at the closing days of 2020. I wish God would show us His glory right here in the beginning days of 2021. Amen. That God would just move forth in power. And show us His glory. Spurgeon said this is a great request. Spurgeon said it takes great faith to ask such a request. I asked the question, where did Moses muster up that kind of faith? Where did Moses gain that kind of faith that would be great enough faith to ask God to let him see him? And I believe the answer to that is the fact that Moses just spent 40 days and 40 nights in sweet communion with God. Moses had drawn nigh to God. God had drawn nigh to Moses. Amen. Moses had enjoyed being on the mountain and talking to God. One place it said they spoke as face to face. We recognize no man can see him. But what it's saying is that God spoke plainly to Moses. Moses saw what God was saying 
plainly. Amen. But Moses was saying, I, I need more than just your word. And that, that, that is a dangerous thing to say. But by the way, we learn that our faith grows by hearing the word of God. Amen. And Moses had spent that time hearing the word of God and the voice of God and thinking on those things. And I believe it had gained him the faith that he would need and had strengthened his faith mightily. Amen. And I say to you and I, I believe that it would help us if we'd commune with God, we'd spend time talking to God, let God speak to us, it would increase our faith as well. Amen. Maybe the Lord might say to you and I sometimes, why are you of such little faith? And the answer probably would be because we've not spent much time with God, not spent much time in the Word, not spent much time in prayer, not spent much time in secret. Amen. Perhaps one of the reasons we have such an anemic faith is we have an anemic fellowship with God. Amen. As I was working on this, I thought about Sister Dorothy Holiday. Sister Holiday apparently had great faith. And I, here's what I thought about it. Probably one of the things that helped her do that, she'd been alone for years. Her husband died many years ago. She'd been a widow for many years. Her daughter had married. One other daughter had passed away. Her other daughter had married. And they hadn't been right there with her very much. She'd been alone a lot. But Miss Dorothy, Miss Holiday hadn't spent that time alone. She'd spent that time alone with God. Amen. And by being alone with God, she'd gained faith to believe that God could do just anything that He wanted to do. Amen. God help us to spend time with God, communing with Him. Amen. And, and learning more from Him. Amen. Well, this is a massive subject to deal with today. I have a short time to deal with it. Not going to have time to say all that probably could be said, should be said. Let me give you three points real quick that I want to show you in these verses. Verse 19 down through verse 23. And I want, I want you to notice a gracious manifestation. And I want to point out a gracious concealment and a gracious shielding. Those last two go together. A gracious manifestation. God showing something. And then a gracious concealment. God not showing what they didn't need to say. And then a gracious shielding and the protection that is involved in that. First of all, the gracious manifestation is found in verse number 19 of Genesis or Exodus chapter number 33. And he said, God said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Amen. Now, grace. I was amazed when I read this text how many times the word grace, 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 grace appears in our text. Moses talks about finding grace. God said you found grace. Grace. And it's grace that calls God not to rebuke Moses when Moses asked to see God more clearly. By the way, it is grace that doesn't send us home empty when we go seeking after God. It's grace that doesn't rebuke us when we come to the altar asking for help from God. It's grace that doesn't send us away and say, I have nothing to do with you. But it's grace that welcomes us, thank God, into the very presence of God. Amen. The very grace of God allows us to have a desire for the things of God. Amen. It is grace from God. And by the way, God doesn't rebuke people that seek in Him. Amen. God doesn't rebuke people for seeking Him. Actually, God encourages people to seek Him. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, 
He said, for they shall be filled. Amen. The idea in that is that he doesn't turn anybody away. Amen. He didn't say some of them will be filled. He didn't say some of them will get a little bit and others will get more. No, he said you can have all you want if you'll just seek after God. Amen. God does not send us away packing. Amen. Amen. Now, I ask this question, the question to us, you and I, do we have this desire? Do we have a desire to see God? Do we long to see God working in His power? Do we long to see God manifesting His deity in our presence? Do we long for that? Or listen, if we're not careful, we get caught up in all kinds of things and we just, well, just go to church, just go to church, just go back to work, just go back home, just go back to church and nothing's going to happen. No, we ought to long to see God in the services. Long to hear God in the sermons. Amen. Ought to long to meet with God and God manifest His deity in our presence. Amen. In our homes, in our churches. Amen. In our community, in our nation, we need God to move. Amen. Amen. Do we actually hunger and thirst after righteousness? Do we pray for God to make bare His mighty arm and show His great power in this last day we're living in? Amen. We ought to pray for that. We ought to pray for that. I can't help but think, Brother Hall, that old recording we used to listen to, Duncan Campbell. And telling about that man praying for God to pour out the waters. Amen. He said, Lord, you promised to pour water on the thirsty. God help us to get a hunger that would cause us to call on God and say, Lord, that's what I want. That's what we need. We're begging you to show your mercy. Lord, show me your glory. Just show me your glory again. Amen. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.